Welcome to episode three of the Para Sports Nutrition podcast. My name is Liz Broad and I'm an accredited sports dietitian. Today I'm very excited to have with me Liz Dunn, who is a wheelchair rugby player in the US. Liz is also a registered dietitian and she's currently a research associate, uh, mainly trying to fit that in around her busy rugby schedule. Uh, so welcome, Liz, to the podcast. Yeah, thank you. Uh, do you want to give us a little bit of background on yourself and your impairment? Yeah, so um, I have a C5, C6 spinal cord injury. Um, so that means I my arms have been affected by my injury as well as my hand function. And then I use a wheelchair for my mobility to get around. Um, and yeah, that um, I was injured in a car accident in 2010. Okay, great. And when did you start playing rugby? Um, I was introduced to the sport. I believe I saw it a little bit. A friend um, told me about it in 2012, um, but I started going to the practices around 2013. And it was while I was in school as well. So I kind of just went to a few practices here and there um, before I was able to pursue it a little more seriously a few years later. Mm -hmm. And so that was pretty recent after your injury, the 2012, just two years post-injury. Were you still um, building up your strength and, and your mobility at that point in time or do you feel like you were at a pretty stable point? No, I was definitely getting started with building up strength. Um, I had actually used a, a power chair for the first few years after my injury, so I was getting used to using a manual chair, which was very different, um, and I just started college around that time as well, so there was a lot of changes going on. Yeah, pretty pretty crazy time for you at that point. And now you're a little bit famous in the U.S. because you're the only female on the current U.S. National Rug Wheelchair Rugby team. How's that been for you? It's been great. I mean, it's always weird hearing that being said because um, there are so few females that do play wheelchair rugby, but um, it's been a great experience so far. Why do you think there's so few females who play wheelchair rugby? I think the main reason probably is because there's fewer females with spinal cord injuries to begin with. I mean, maybe we're a little bit more careful than some of the guys, so the pool is much smaller to start with. Um, and then it just not everyone enjoys team sports, so it kind of just funnels down from there. Yeah, I mean, the, the level of the injury that you have is, is fairly high, and I guess there's um, not a lot of people in that pool in the first place. And But it's interesting because I think a lot of people who hear of wheelchair rugby think it's a male-only sport, whereas actually it's a, it's a gender, non-defined uh, gender sport in that any gender can play uh, as long as you qualify yeah. for the classification, correct? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. and, and so how have the guys kind of been with you in terms of welcoming you to the team? Do you feel like you're just one of the one of the team and there's no differentiation yeah I mean they've always been super welcoming treat me like any other player hit me in bad positions <laughs> if I'm if I put myself there they don't hold back <laughs> so what does your typical training look like uh say 
give us a, an average week? I know it's post-Tokyo, so that things are a little quiet from a national team perspective, uh, but can you kind of run through what a typical week's training might look like? Yeah, um, yeah, it's definitely been a little quieter since the season kind of ended and we don't have long 10 to 12 day training camps every month. So it was nice to get a little break. But um, when I am back at home, I usually, okay, so a typical week, um, it kind of depends on what else we have going on. Um, sometimes I'll practice with the local team here in Pittsburgh, and that'll be a couple hour practice on usually a Sunday morning to early afternoon. But during the week, I'm usually on my own training. So that could be a lot of band exercises, lifting some weights. Um, and then depending on the weather, um, I'll probably get out in my chair and push outside a bit. Gym access for me has still kind of been limited since COVID hit. So I've been, if I want to do more cardio, I've been um, pushing outside on trails. Okay. And so would you do one session a day usually most days of the week? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Liz, can you kind of tell us what you eat during the day? Just give us a little bit of an outline how you fit your food intake around that training that you do. And around your work, yeah, yeah, um, for sure. So I kind I tend to keep things pretty simple. I think if things are overcomplicated, it's just it's a little too much. So I usually stick with fairly easy meals throughout the day. Um, generally eating a normal breakfast, lunch, dinner, and then a snack or two as needed. Um, so I guess a typical breakfast for me, I always make sure to get some protein in. So I either go with like Greek yogurt with some fruit or granola or maybe some scrambled eggs with some spinach mixed in or some toast, something along those lines. Um, and then a normal lunch for me, probably to keep things easier, maybe just a turkey sandwich. Um, like I said, I like to keep things fairly simple. And then depending on how much I'm doing, I might add a few more sides with that or... So after a pretty simple lunch, um, we usually, my boyfriend and I will cook dinners. He's actually a vegetarian, so that does make it kind of tricky for me sometimes because I do eat meat. Um, but we usually kind of combine some of the meals too. So if he has like a good vegetarian meal, sometimes I'll throw in some um, chicken or something with it as well, just to add a little bit more protein if I was working out beforehand just to make sure I get enough with that. Um, so yeah, I tend to keep things fairly simple. Now that the weather is getting a little cooler, um, one of our favorite things to make is probably a good chili. So that's always a good go-to for dinner, vegetarian chili with beans and plenty of veggies. Um, yeah, so some something along those lines. Okay, great. And you just mentioned earlier that you've just come back from a, a tournament so there's uh it's co still competition season at the moment so how often are you playing yeah that was our um, first tournament of the season actually so it was good so we got down um it was in raleigh north carolina um, so we got down there on a thursday had two games friday two games saturday and two games sunday and wow. then headed home 
Okay. And so how do so, you how do you fit your nutrition in around all of that in terms of, you know, there's obviously a difference at home with the the load versus when you're away. How do you fit your nutrition in around that? Yeah, it's it can definitely be a lot easier at home because we can do our own shopping. I have my normal snacks and meals I like versus when we're at a tournament. Um, we don't necessarily get to choose the food necessarily. Um, they had boxed lunches for this. We could choose like what type of boxed lunch we wanted, um, but the options were pretty limited and same with the hotel. So when I'm on the road, I usually, um, or like flying or traveling anywhere, I usually bring a lot of snacks with me too, just to help fill in any of those gaps that might happen since we don't always have you know, the best plan in place there. And so what sort of snacks do you like to take? Um, depending on, like we drove to this trip, so I was able to bring some fresh fruit with me because I wasn't sure um, what options were going to be there. But generally that's not the case. And I'll bring either like bars or nuts, um, tuna packets or something that I like to bring with me when I travel and just anything that's really portable and stays good and you can just throw in a bag and not worry about it getting smushed or anything happening to it <laughs> yeah because you, you you travel with quite a bit of gear like an egg, the the playing chair um your own luggage there's there's quite a quite a bit of stuff that you've got to fit in so it's quite easy for things to get smushed do you have a particularly favorite bar that you like I think our X bars and kind bars are probably two of my favorite ones. So, okay, cool. And they're um, they're ones that are a little bit more whole food based, correct? Yep. Yep. Exactly. And the taste is good, and can't go wrong with a little bit of chocolate too. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of sweetness just to to keep you going. So let's yep. go back to when you first started with the rug, the national rugby team. Uh, when you were trying out for the team, what feedback were you given uh, in terms of things that you could improve upon? Oh, gosh. Well, at that point, I was very new to the higher level. So pretty much any area was, of rugby was something I could improve upon. So <laughs> there wasn't as much one specific area. There was just kind of everything. I kind of got thrown into it and had to start from scratch, basically. So what did you do? Did you end up watching a lot of games to look at strategy or did you find someone to that you could practice with or did you actually go and find a team that you could you could play with? Yeah, it was actually a little bit of everything. So watching any of the recorded um, games that they had previously competed in, um, I went to any like clinics or development camps that I had the opportunity to attend so I could ask people questions in person and then um, yeah also just training and working out a little bit more on my own because I had always worked out but maybe not in the best way to help me with rugby specifically if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay and as a defense player because that's your primary role on on the court uh, if I if I remember rightly, um, it's really important to be able to hold your ground uh, because you're trying to just block people from coming past. And obviously, sometimes they're working, they're going at a reasonable speed. Um, and 
for for the people who are listening to us, Liz is not a big big lady. She's um, quite petite, <laughs> let's just say. Um, how have you gone about, you know, working on that aspect of your your playing capability, um, working on strength and being able to hold your ground? Yeah. Yep. So like you said, I am more defensive. I am classified as a 0.5, which is like the lowest functioning um, players on the wheelchair rugby court. So, you know, I'm not necessarily able to handle the ball or anything. So I'm trying to clear the path for um, the other players to get through with the ball. Um, So yeah, it definitely is much more of a defensive role. Um, I've learned a lot. So I've tried to work on gaining strength too. So if I'm holding a player, I can hold them for even just a second or two longer. It makes a big difference there. Um, So obviously nutritionally um, trying to gain muscle, I've focused on like post-workout snacks and making sure my timing is good so I can help build that muscle. And then the other part of it for me has just been learning better chair positioning too, so I can help stop the players easier. So what would you put in place for your post-training uh, meal or snack? What, you know, can you give us some examples of what, the things that you've started to eat or that you've put into place to, to help that? Yeah, I guess it depends um, on the time of the day when I'm working out. So if it's shortly before a meal, then I'll probably just eat my regular meal. But if I weren't planning on eating a meal after the workout, then um, probably some sort of smoothie or something like that, maybe with some protein powder and some peanut butter. Um, That's always a good smoothie um, or just anything else I might have on hand. And was it, did you have to increase your your food intake, your caloric intake as well? Yeah, yeah. Some of the times I wasn't, probably eating as much as I should have been. So I've worked on that as well. And then especially at the camps, I try to focus on that because the, the, the training camps are two, three hour sessions a day usually. So yeah, it's very different than when I'm just at home. Yeah. And, and so you have to, um, do you, tend to eat more at the meals when you're at camps or do you try and eat more in between the meals? Usually more at the meals because of timing. Um, there's really not a lot of time for snacks or anything when we're there. Um, so yeah, usually at the meals, but I will always grab a snack at night or before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. And so how's that been in terms of having to try and get yourself to eat more? been a challenge I um, I'm not sure if it what it is with me but I've always struggled eating larger amounts so I always made sure to focus on like nutrient density specifically and can you kind of give us a little bit of an idea what you mean by that yeah so rather than maybe eating like a bowl of popcorn, I might have some nuts or something. So you get a lot more calories per amount. Mm-hmm. And probably a bit more protein as well. Yeah. Yep. Just, mm-hmm. and, and what benefits have you seen by, by working on, on that? And, and I know it's been a little challenging for you. You don't have 
a big appetite. Um, mm -hmm. So it, you've had to actually put a lot of um, thoughtfulness around increasing your intake and, and making sure you're getting enough food. So what do you think the benefits have been of doing that? Um, just that I'm able to, to meet my needs without, um, you know, struggling with eating. Like sometimes if I want a really big salad, I'll make sure there's some other things in it, whether it's nuts or some dried fruit or something. So I'm able to get all the, the calories and protein and everything I need without feeling like overly full or sluggish later. And do you feel like you've gained strength as a result of that? Yeah. Yep. I felt a lot better recently. So I know I haven't gained too, too much strength, but I know it's enough that um, I'm able to get started a little bit quicker on the court um, and then just holding people a little bit longer as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I guess it's still relatively early days. You've still, you've, how long has it been now that you've been on the national team? Oh, well, this year was the, the first year that I made the national team. So I don't know if I should say it's one year or two years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> COVID's made that a bit strange, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Technically two years, but yeah, weird times. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what about any side effects or, you know, things that have been difficult with making those changes? I guess just a lot of planning, you know, just trying to think ahead and be ready and have everything that we need. So, yeah. So making sure that you've you've done the grocery shopping, that you're thinking about having enough snacks, and so do you feel like the the planning is something that you have to do um, right, really deliberately every day, or do you feel like it it was more of a, a brain strain at the at the start? And now, you know, it's a bit more of an automatic uh, response. Yeah, yeah. At first, um, it took a little bit more effort in planning to try to figure out what would be best for me. But now I've been able to kind of get into a routine that it's a little more um, automatic and I don't have to think about it as much. So, mm -hmm. And has someone helped you in terms of actually working out your energy requirements and, and then setting up a deliberate plan to to do that or to you know in terms of how much to eat or has it been more a process of adding in <clears throat> where you can add in and and just trying to make those little gains over time yeah I've never gotten too specific um, with some of the needs like in calculations and um, things along those lines so it's just more of making sure I am getting regular meals and then if I do have like a bigger workout making sure I'm having something after that so it's not I haven't like calculated everything specifically mm -hmm. so one of the things that I know uh, is a little bit challenging for athletes who have high spinal cord injuries is their ability to sweat do you sweat no I am not able to sweat at all wow and so how do you keep yourself cool? Um, it's a combination of things. So um, obviously drinking helps you um, feel like you're cooling down a little bit, but that doesn't necessarily cool your body. 
Um, so I'll use either spray bottles or like a cool towel, which is just a towel that you soak in water and can rest maybe on your shoulders or something. Um, so I know I had mentioned that I've been pushing outside to get some more activity recently. Um, so when it's hotter out, I just have to come prepared with either some sort of spray bottle or something to help keep me cool. Mm. And and so do you tend to avoid going outside in the hottest part of the day because I of do. that? Yeah. So I usually I'll check and see what the weather is going to be and either try to get out um, earlier in the day or wait until um, closer to evening. So I don't, um, so I'm not out there. And have you ever had it? Uh-huh. Sorry. Have you ever had a time where you have overheated? Um, I'm usually pretty good about not risking that, but um, there have been a few times where I'd want to be doing some outdoor activities like kayaking or something fun where I am out in you know, the hotter part of the day or just mid-August when it's pretty hot as well. Um, so when I come close to overheating, I just find some way to cool down and then I'll get inside or either in the car and just turn the AC on as high as it goes and try to cool down because it does take quite a while to get your body temp down once it's um, a little elevated like that. Mm. So, Yeah. And, and drinking more doesn't do anything because there's, there's no sweat that's, that's actually happening. So whilst it makes you feel a little better it's not functionally going to to help with that yeah. so um have you ever had a time where you've drunk more than what what you should have and if so what was the consequence um, of that I've learned over the years to not do that so I may have done that like um pretty early on in my injury and found out that just results in you having to use the restroom a lot and doesn't actually help keep you cool so um i've realized over the years um that drinking is good to stay hydrated but it doesn't help me cool down so if i do have a water bottle on me and i'm feeling pretty warm um the one thing i can do is just dump some of the water in my hand and maybe put it on my arms or on my shoulders um on the back of my neck because that makes a lot more of a difference than just drinking the water. And so what does the next 12 months look like for you? See, that's a hard question because I feel like there's still so many unknowns with this year too. Um, Well, we have started our club season, so hopefully we're going to have a few tournaments here and there. Um, I know we're planning on another one next month and maybe a couple – short weekend um, training camps in Texas. Um, National team tryouts are at the beginning of December. And yeah, I'm not sure what happens after the new year. So it's hard to say what the next 12 months is going to look like when there's still so many unknowns, if I'll make the team, if not. So I don't know, I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens. Um, And assuming you do make the team, um, I know post post games there's always a little bit of turnover and and maybe some new strategies. But assuming you do make the team again, um, do you think there's more progress you can make with your training or with your diet, or do you think it's um, you know just building on what you've already done? I think a little bit of both. I know I 
I have some progress I can still make too, but also just kind of keeping going with what I've been doing since I've been progressing. So just kind of see where it goes, I guess. Do you find it a little bit challenging at times if if you can't met you know in terms of how do you measure that progress? Yeah, it's definitely hard to to measure it, but um, I feel like I've been playing a little bit better and I'm able to keep up with play more. So I can tell I must be stronger or else that wouldn't be the case. But yeah, sometimes it's hard to get a, a good way to actual actually like measure if there is progress or not. And and does do you get feedback from the coaches in terms of what they're seeing? Yeah, yeah, they've um, said they've seen a lot of improvements with my play over the last year and a half, two years. So, I mean, I've learned a lot. And so do you have any words of advice if you have, say, a practitioner, like a sports nutrition practitioner who's working with uh, rugby for the first time? Do you have any words of advice for them? Ooh, I don't know. That could be tricky. But I think just listening to the players too, and they know their bodies, especially, and depending on like any disability or anything, um, and then taking your sports nutrition knowledge and kind of combining the two of those. So like the athlete's personal experience with how they tolerate things, and then your knowledge of sports nutrition and how you can help them. Mm -hmm. And what about to younger athletes or people who are new to the sport they don't even need to be all that young I mean injuries get acquired at different ages don't they um any words of advice for them Uh, just stick with it and don't be too scared it's a really fun sport um I will say at this last tournament we actually had seven females total at the tournament so it's exciting to see a lot more women involved in the sport so Fabulous. Stick with it and it's it's fun. Yep. Cool. Uh, And just a little out of left field, what's your favorite food? Probably tacos. (laughs) (laughs) Because you can make any kind. So you can always switch it up. But yeah, probably any type of taco. Uh-huh. Even though they're very hard to hold, <laughs> yeah. When you haven't got uh, as as um, well coordinated hand function and the strength, they're a, a little yeah. little difficult. Do you tend to use a, a, yeah. a fork, or how how do you usually pick them up? Yeah, I I usually go for it and pick it up, and then I get about halfway through the taco. I'm like, why did I do this? And then just start eating it with a fork. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but it's still so tasty. So I put myself through it all the time. (laughs) Good. Okay. Um, Thank you very much, Liz, for your conversation with us today. Um, And we wish you all the very best uh, in your future as a wheelchair rugby player. And, um, yeah, hopefully it's it's another big big year of growing and, and developing for you. Yeah, thank you so much. And I look forward to future episodes of the podcast.